The following content contains adult subject matter, including sensitive material, and is intended for adult consumption only. It may not be suitable for all audiences. Therefore, discretion is advised. Welcome back to Breaking Down with Allie Colbert. Thank you for joining me. I'm so happy you're here. We're making it through the week. Wednesday, we're getting there. Tomorrow's Thursday. It's practically the weekend. Then it's Christmas. Then it's the new year. We did it. We survived. Now we get to die. My guest today, Jared Freed. I love Jared Freed. He's a joke machine. This guy is an amazing comedian. He's so tapped into pop culture. He has a Netflix special that is incredible, 37 and single. And we get to talk all about dating, all about sort of social relationship, faux pas, communication, breakups, finding the one, what it feels like to be in your late 30s and single and still looking for that person, what he wants to build. And it's a great conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Subscribe to the show. Like us, share, and enjoy. Breaking down, breaking down, breaking down, breaking down. Hi, Jared. Hi. 37 and single. I love your special. Thank you. I've always loved your comedy. We were talking about how women connect with your comedy in a way that I think a lot of women don't as naturally connect with male comedians. Yeah, I think, you know, like I've always kind of said that, like, especially for the podcast and stuff like that, like I'm your brother, the guy you dumped, the guy who dumped you, the guy, you know, I'm a more relatable guy than maybe most comics are. Like, I'm not like, you know, I, I think like, I grew up with the people who end up liking what I do. You know, like, I don't think, like, you know, sometimes we see in stand-up, you know, everyone's, their tragic journey towards finding themselves. And it's like, I don't have a tragic journey. Like, I'm there to talk about my life and dating. And usually that relates to, like, a very wide group of people. And also, I've had a podcast where like women have like written in for so many years that I kind of know, you know, I I want I am trying to talk about these things in edible ways, and a lot of the subjects are icky from the guy's side. Like I'm not saying it isn't. Yeah. So you're you know, but I want everyone to laugh. I don't want anyone to walk away being like being blamed or to feel bad. And I think sometimes male comics go that way where it's like these women and you're like come on dude right <laughs> like, right yeah i feel like there's a difference between you get to be really endearing and frustrated but you're not so fucking angry yeah and and again that's the whole thing it's called 37 and single and the annoying part is like some people will oh i'm 37 single and you'll hear the like the woman that's been married since birth being like oh and you're like no i'm fine like life is good yeah i'd like to find the right partner for me and as you get older what you find is that your taste becomes more specific and that's not to say and that's because you know yourself better yeah and there's a certain age where you go from like it's not picky i hate the word picky because it's like no i'm just looking because my life is pretty damn good yeah you know i want the person that i find to kind of accentuate my life, to make it better. I'm not going down from here. And in your 20s, you romanticize things. You go, oh, we'll figure it out. You and me, we'll grow together. In your 30s, you go, I'm grown. You know, like, <laughs> right. I want you to put your shit in the cubby over there and come cuddle with me on the couch and yeah. do it the way I already know how I like doing it. If you're not 
up leveling or you're not like elevating my life. I don't need to pretzel myself into a certain right. shape so that I can go to Brooklyn and watch this band that I don't like with you and you don't have money and I kind of have like we don't have to play that game anymore. Absolutely. This idea of like being 37 and single. It's interesting hearing a, a man talk about it because and I was surprised that like a woman would even say like Oh, that's so sad for you because when I think about who I feel bad for if they were 37 and single, it's always women. I feel bad for women because of their biological clock. But I, a 37 and single guy, I'm like, you're fucking killing it. Yeah, I guess I, you know, I, the, the idea of killing it, it's, it's not killing. <laughs> I understand where that comes from because yeah. it's like there is no clock. Right. But then, you know, I'm at an age where it's like I do want to hang out with my friends and relate to my friends. Yeah. And I talk about it on the special. Like, I want to go to a gender reveal party and hate it with my buddy. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be the old dad. You know, I think men in their soul are 27 forever. Yeah. And, the, you know, the way they act. Like, even my dad. I'm like, I called him old once. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, you're, you're old. You're 75. What, what is yeah. old then if you're not old? I know. You know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, a lot of women, they're old the minute they are 18, you know, in their minds. The way, you know, how many times in college did like my female friends when we were seniors are like, we're the grandmas. And it's like, we're college seniors. <laughs> Why did you're so fucking right? There were always seniors at like a state school that were like, we're washed up now. Right. And you're, you're like, what are you talking up? about? Shut up. You're right. Women it's, age themselves in such a weird way. And we I kind of give men this past that they get to be young forever. But like, yeah, I could see it getting fucking boring, especially if you have a brain. Yeah. And you get you know, you get it, 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 it's you're exhausted, too. Like, I can't go out and be at a bar and talk to people that I don't really relate to. You want to. And again, you know what you like. You know, it's like in your 20s, you're like, oh, I'll go on the group dinner. I'll go to the brunch, and then in your 30s, you're like, well, who's going to be there, and are we all paying with credit cards? Is there anyone that uses cash? Because I will not show up if someone says they had a $7 martini and, I, and they're only paying $8. Like, I'm not doing this. Yeah, something about what used to be fun has—you know what? All that stuff was never really fun to me. I always kind of found it to be a nightmare. But you had to sort of pay the price in order to— it's like you have to, like, make all of these social concessions in order to date, which always fucked me over because right. I never really liked drinking. I don't like drinking, but I have a hard time going on a date and not drinking. Right. I like the idea of social concessions. You're right. Yeah. Because you you say, well, if I want to be social, I have to be social widely. You know, right. like I have to do things that a lot of people will want to do, which is like, you know, a football Sunday. Like, I've given out that advice. I was like. Listen, football season is a great time to meet people like because people are social. If you hate football, you have to like ignore the people you hate most. You know, like <laughs> you have to like go to a bar and hear some guy yelling at a TV to be out amongst people that you might find someone you connect with who's in the corner going, yeah, I don't like football either, but I came to have like one mimosa and chill, you know? Yeah, it's like you have to do play that game and it's also like, the the funny thing is whenever I go out and I meet someone, I end, end up in a relationship. Of course, once you're in the relationship, you never have to be in those. You you immediately withdraw from all those situations. Like you want to just find the person out so that you could stay at home with them. Right. You just I, have I need to, to find someone out who will hate everyone with me from the inside. 
Exactly. I want to be at home. I mean, and I think people have this like association with comedians um, that like if we're out at night, we're performing at night. Like we like nightlife. We like partying. We're drinking. That's not my experience. I'm pretty sure that's not your experience. You're not drinking all night long doing shows, are you? No, I've been drinking. I mean, lately I've been drinking a lot for I don't know what's going on. What's going on? I'm on a run, you know, like I dating or what? No, it's, you know, it's dating. It's also like, you know, you're, you, you get done with a night and you're like, I'm out. That's the other thing. It's like you, you go, I'm, I'm out. already here. <laughs> and I'm already here. I don't know. I, I went to like, I, I've gotten into martinis lately for some re- dirty vodka martinis are speaking to me for some reason. Yeah, they just, James Bond. I'm totally James Bond. I'm, I'm the fat James Bond. So I'm like, I, you know, I'm enjoying myself. But then I, I again like it gets this thing of like you know you go to a bar with the hope of like maybe I'm going to like maybe tonight's the night I talk to all these people yeah. and make the connection and you got to play to win it's like the old lottery you know <laughs> right. uh, saying right right and <laughs> then you're like can't get a can't get like, a hit if you don't like, take oh, a swing wait, I'm me I like looking at my phone and not talking to anybody right a hundred percent. Are you? Do you find that women are coming up to you after shows, always to fuck you? I mean, how do you? How do you not? It's not a no. And again, I guess this is probably why women like my comedy. It's I think it's more familial than that. Like I don't think I come up. Uh, you know, I just had a video I put up on TikTok, and it was like this woman was like, "Do you fuck milfs?" And I was like, "I'm talking about how I hate my body. How did we get here? Right. Like, in what world did you think that I did? I give that energy off? I did." I, I talk about dating and stuff, but I don't think my energy is like, and come meet me after the show. I get DMs, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying that I'm not, you know, please, I nobody talks to me. You know, I you get those DMs, and again, I don't want to hang with someone I don't know. You know, like, I... I yes, <laughs> yes. I, I just always fantasize the male comedian experience where even if your material is like, I, I totally get what you're saying. It's like the brother. It's your, like, you're like, you're kind of like your brother's. By the way, I have to like go in. I have to say something about the fact that you're like constantly talking about how you think you're fat and your body shaming. And I know you even addressed in the special. I know there's some guy who I'm their goal weight. You talk about yourself like, like you're beauty and the beast. You are a hot guy. What is going <laughs> okay. on? No, I'm okay. I think body issues runs in my family. So, like, that's the thing. Like, you can't, like, really talk confidence into people. But, like, I'm always, you know, I say in the special, I've been trying to ten- lose 10 pounds my whole life. Like, yeah. that is, like, a true feeling. Um, And, again, like, I know I'm fine. But at the same time, like, yeah, I like, right now I'm coming off. Of, I went to Chicago, and my brother's one of the coaches for the team. We I went to the game. and. Mm-hmm. I just got hammered in the crowd and then my flight got delayed and then it got canceled. So I went from like one night in Chicago to like, I'll be better on Monday to, (laughs) uh, you know, that feeling of like you go somewhere like, well, once I get home, like we're changing everything. A hundred percent. The clock starts then. We start the minute I get home. I got 10 days at home. I'm not going on the road. I'm going to be good. And then my flight went from noon on Monday to three on Monday. So then I got to the airport. I was like, have a drink. It's, you know, the last moment, the last, uh, the windows you know, the closing. last drink you'll have ever again. And then we got on the flight and then they go, the guy comes out, the captain comes on the loudspeaker. He goes, we got to get everyone off the plane. So they uh, get us off the plane. They go, we're going to be delayed another two hours. I go, okay, couple drinks. We're at the end. We're going to have a couple of drinks, whatever. And then 
two hours later, they go, we are canceled. So I was like, oh, God, now I'm in for another day. Oh so my now I God. had to go back to Chicago downtown. I go check into another hotel. And then it's like, well, you're here. Let's make a night of it. So go watch the game, make a big dinner, have a couple martinis, then wake up the next day. And you're like, OK, we're going to try and be somewhat healthy. I'll have an egg white omelet. Then noontime is the flight. They're like, no, we're push it till five. And it's like, oh, my God, now I'm drinking on the river in Chicago. And I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, and then by yeah. the time I, and I got back at like midnight last night and then this morning I woke up and I'm like, life comes at you fast. It's Wednesday. You didn't even get like the Monday. Like, let me ease into the week. Yeah, you're all turned It's like around. Wednesday right away. I'm, I'm in a bad mindset. I think that's the problem. Okay. If, let me ask, if you're so fucked up about the 10 pounds and you just want to lose 10 pounds, why don't you just Ozempic your 10 pounds? I don't know. The Ozempic thing, you're in Hollywood. You're in La La Land. So you're like in the heart of the Ozempic. Yes, I'm in the Ozempic rage. capital right uh, now. Do you know anyone on it? I know so many people on it. They say it takes away your love for food, which is like, that's the scariest thing in the world. That's how, what would I do with my day? Well, I don't know if it takes away your love for, I mean, you, you it will suppress your appetite, but then you can lose the 10 pounds and then you'll, then you're done with it. Then you put down I, that Well, load. then you have to stay on it. But I'm saying like, I, my day is spent around like, what am I going to eat? Like my whole social ability is around food. Like that's your social concession. You're like, your currency, your currency is the food. You're like, I'm, I'll hang out with you, but I need to have like pizza or something. Right. We got to be at like a, the best restaurant. I got to look up the place. I got to see the menu. I got to like do the whole thing. Oh, you do, you do know a what menu mean? before. Like, what you do, do you a do menu for, before. What's that? You look at the menu before you go to a dinner. Always. And then like, there's a discussion of what it's going to be. And why did you order that? Like it's a, a lot of my judgments of people come through what they order at dinner. And then, I don't know, I, my fear is with the Ozempic thing is like, you hear these people, they go, ah, just like, you know, you eat a little bit and then you're full and you feel sick and you got to, you know, lay off. Yeah. Also, what if I'm one of the ones that don't lose the weight? That would really, that would, I, I mean, well, what happened? <laughs> it, would, it would be unfortunate if, because if right. you went to it as a solution, but it would also be kind of hilarious that like you're really doomed to just carry that extra 10 pounds. <laughs> like right. even the I miracle drug won't save you. I, um, you, you were saying that you went through a breakup during the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. Tell me, I, I just went through a gnarly fucking breakup. How, really? Yes. I didn't know this. I, I'm in a place now where it's like less of the sad part. Like the sad part mm -hmm. was really debilitating and it was like months of just like the fog of depression. And now I'm, I'm like, just like remembering who I am. Mm, you know, that's a hard thing. Yes. And uh, it's brutal. I mean, I I'm curious, though, about like when you when you're dating, like, how long do you do you take before you start dating again when you go through a breakup, a big breakup? I wish I could give you an answer that would be like the helpful answer. But like, you know, that's the one thing about dating that you have to remember is like everyone's using it to do a different thing. Mm. It is kind of like emotional bumper cars. Like, especially, you know, as you said, like the dating app, when I talk about dating apps on the special, like there's frustration. Yes. And you know that the frustration is with yourself, not these other people who are smiling faces on a dating app. Like mm. they're just there because they're going through their own shit. Yeah. And, you know, 
it's funny because you'll meet people who are like, I'm two weeks out of a relationship and I don't know why I'm here, but I'm here. Yeah. And <laughs> I kind of like think those people like deserve to be there too. But then if you're two years single on the dating apps, deleted on, de- deleted, redownload, re- deleted, That's re-download. the worst. Like showing up if, to the same bar and the same fucking people are there. Well, and then you have this one new person that shows up. Where'd you come from? And they go, I'm two weeks out of a relationship. You're like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, exa- be, here, be ready to go. And it's like, well, you know, like right. I can understand why that person gets frustrated with that too, you know. Right. So that's why it's so hard because, you know, you could be on a date with someone who's using the date to get through their own thing. So th- again, like mm. I would never tell you like, like to me, like, Get out of the house. That's the best thing you can do. I don't think, to, you know, you know, being physical with someone is a different thing. I'm saying, you know, when uh, at a breakup, you want to hang with your friends and family. Like what you're saying, like, is, is something that I always believe in is like when you hang with your friends and family, you can see what, um, you know, emotional say, say, uh, satiates you emotionally mm-hmm. because sometimes like dates and stuff with people you don't know or is like junk food and having sex with like you know kind of relationships that are like you know the friends with benefits and all those things like yeah. the casual things are just friv- they're just like they're like junk food Distraction. Like it never fills you up a hundred percent yeah so the best way to fill you like and you're looking for like the next person who's going to fill you up um and that's like via your family like if you go oh well this is what a nice night with my family is a nice night with my good friends is like then you you become reaccustomed to what that feeling feels like because that's the hardest part. And you're in a breakup. You go, you, you, you know, when you get out of a relationship, especially when you're fresh out, you feel a little delusional. You're not, you don't trust your own picker. You don't trust like yeah. what you thought was love. You don't trust what you thought was a good relationship or what you, what made you feel, what made you stay in it? You go, well, what made me stay in it wasn't the real thing because obviously it didn't work out. So now you go out to the great big world and you're like, well, what makes. Right. It's like you're, it's, you're like it's like you're not properly calibrated, and, and right. you're. It's so true that like you get to go. I feel the same way. I mean, we both come from Jewish families. We both go to Boca to ground. Mm-hmm. But when I see my family and I and I'm around my sisters, and like one of my sisters has a boyfriend, they've been together for so long. Like that, I can understand. I'm like, oh, this is what it feels like to be connected and present, and like this is right. these are things that bring me joy. But then it's also easy to do the trash dating, where it's totally it's it's basically the equivalent of going on Instagram. Like I can see that I'm just fucking tapping out, and yeah. everyone's using someone for a different reason um and i also think so many people are like undiagnosed like the the amount that we obsess over text messages and the amount that we secret test each other by saying if i don't text and they text uh that will mean xyz or if i hold off on sending this message that's going to prove this like i think our generation has like a huge addiction to not necessarily sex, but like love and fantasy um, yeah. because of just, I don't know if it's because of how we were raised with dating apps or the phones, but I, I think phones really fuck us out of dating. Like, Well, we want to, we, you know, I think we, we're from a generation that wants, on the, on what you're saying, we're always looking over our shoulder. Are we doing things right? Yes. Are we going to, are we doing things the correct way? And it's like. You kind of, with dating, I think, like, the best thing to go by, like, and I, you know, is to be so yourself that you're, like, someone's ew. 
Like yeah. you have to be so yourself that someone goes, ugh. And you have, and that's not within our generation's like thought process. We want to be liked by everyone. Yes. We're the most self-conscious generation, the millennials especially. We're sitting there, how did you how'd you rank in the class? Did you go to the right college? Did you do the thing that everyone was supposed to do? I think Gen Z is better at like being like, I don't care what anyone else is doing. I think they're a pretty confident generation. I think, but we were, we were kind of set up for this. And then the social media comes in in the middle of all this. So now you can see how you rank against everybody else. So right, right. It's, I think like, and, it's, and especially from my perspective, when I see female profiles on dating apps, it's yes. like they're almost hiding in their own profile. They don't say anything because they're like, let me just get as many matches as possible. Mm. And, and you kind of have to go the other way where you're like, I'm so me. Like, I, I text so much that someone goes, ugh, get out of here. Because the one that goes, I'm in. Yes. You know, like, that's the right person. How long, How is this, how fresh is this breakup? Well, four months. Four months. Yeah. So you've been in grieving, you've been sitting shiva. I've been, sit- <laughs> I've been sitting shiva. I've been yeah. in all black. Everyone's bringing lasagnas to my house. Yeah. The, the first month, the first two months, I mean, it's terrible. It, it's so fucking so, bad. Were, were you like, did you like go stay inside? If you don't want me to ask these questions, no, I'll, I'll go stop for it. it. I, go for it. Did you stay inside? Did you hang out with friends? What? Yeah, didn't uh, you live together? We lived together. Um, I. What did we do? We said we we had the house through the summer. I went to New York. I was with my mm-hmm. family. She was in the house, and then she was with her family, and I was in the house. We switched off. Um, the only thing I was forcing myself to do was doing standup mm-hmm. because I think you can obviously speak to this, but when you do the thing that you feel is like your purpose in life, it yeah. like shuts down every other shitty chemical response in your brain. Like it was the only time where I could show up present and like get a little bit of authentic relief was when I was doing standup. Yeah. And you're diving into work too. Like there's a, you know, the hands are moving type of thing. Yeah. And and then I did the thing, which I think is so funny when people do this after a breakup, they start, you kind of go back and you kind of hit up all of your friends that you've kind of benched for a while. Like, I'm not Mm -hmm. just playing with the starting lineup. I was like, oh, yeah, Hannah, we haven't spoken in a while. Let's get coffee. Time to hang. Yeah. And (laughs) you then do this weird thing where, like, you start having to unpack the relationship that you've kept kind of not necessarily everything private, but like it's private, it's insular, it's between you and the partner. And then you start right. peeling it back and you're like, now everyone get a peek at what was going on here. Right, you start telling people stories and they go, wait, what was going on? What? That was, really? And you're like, wait a minute. I, Because when you're in a relationship, you don't really have that other relationship to like, you want to know you're doing it right. right. You're like, oh, everyone's going through A, B, and C. And then you get out of it, they go, no one does A, B, and C. That's not <laughs> right. the way it goes. You said that you, you know, you text someone so much that they're like, ooh, is that really you or you're just using that as an example? Um, I text when I have something to say. Yeah, like, you do. The idea that like my text will like if if Points. my te- yeah. if my text changes their mind about me, then we wouldn't we're not gonna be a match. It's over. Right. Right. It's one text ain't gonna do anything, one post ain't gonna change much yeah and i think what you're saying is like a very true thing you know yours is a much bigger example of like babies and kids but like there's if you can't negotiate then you're not in a relationship 
Oh, so like, 100%. Right. So like with a kid, you go, of course, you got to negotiate a kid. But that goes to smaller things like a text, you know, and you go, hey, like if someone says to you, hey, I, I just getting back to you to this now. Like if you text someone, how's your day been? And they're like, just getting to this now. I really can't text during the day because I work this job. I put my phone in my drawer and I kind of get away from it because I know it's going to put me on a bad track during the day. Uh, let's talk later tonight. Yeah. You know, you go, okay, now we're negotiating. They, you've, you've been addressed. I do a different texting style. Let's talk later tonight. I got a FaceTime that we can do later tonight. You might go, well, I need to text. And you go, okay, now we're not negotiating. But if you said, oh, okay, you've addressed where, where I'm at. You've made me feel safe because, like, you didn't ignore me. Right. You, didn't, you know, like, I, and again, that's everything. Everything's a negotiation. Yes. Like, within, and if you, the, and again, you can also say, not for me. Yes. I'm done negotiating. Uh, relationships are business deals. They're, yeah. they're, you're, these are transactions. Like, even though we're emotional and we're connected and we love the person, you know, if I'm a dude and I want a wife, I mean, this is a disgusting example, but if I want a wife who gives me a blowjob once a month and I'm with a girl who won't give me a blowjob and she says, I'll give you a blowjob if you give me a credit card. Like, you're, you're, we're making deals with people. Like, I understand <laughs> you're in love, but like, you have needs that you want met and like, we can negotiate or we can walk away. So I, I just think, you're you're right. Like you want to be with someone who's willing to make concessions, who's uh, who understands. I know you want this. I might not really want to suck suck you off right now, but it takes me fifteen minutes and it'll make your day. Right. Well, then there's also the person out there who goes, "I don't want to be leveled with on a blowjob." You know, like <laughs> it, like I, you know that can be the end of a negotiation. No, no, your counter offer is not really right. attractive to me. Like if someone said to me, like. Yeah, if as long you know, if I gotta blow you, I'd be like, no, 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 I want you to want to blow me. You know, like you go, <laughs> right? You you go, okay. Now we disagree here too. Like you know, these are all okay. I, yeah. I think like when you don't make yourself heard, yes, that's the big thing. Because when you start texting less to appease someone, now you're just becoming someone else. Like right. when you say the phones have screwed us, like the dating apps have made it so gamified. Yes. That you go, well, I'm just trying to get as many as possible. And then you start acting like someone else to get what you, you know, the numbers up. Yeah. We're hoarding like, people. We're hoarding people on yes. the toilet. Yes. I and mean, it's, 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 it's dangerous. It goes down a bad road. Yes. I, I, I think what you're, I, it, you can't say the wrong thing to the right person. Right. I agree with that. That's a great, that and I smoke hopium are two signs you need to put. In the kitchen, like your live, laugh, love. I, I think that'd be. I do fucking smoke opium. If someone <laughs> tells me something's not going to work out, I'm like, no, there's hope. We're going to make it work. We're going to do it. It will be okay. I'm going to find a way. It's my, that is fully my addiction is that I'll just twist and tangle. And it's just, it's not reality. Oh, my God. By the way, your joke about the hydro flasks, the big water bottles, yeah. you like you have such a gift for naming things that people see. And this is obviously this is like a comedian's gift. But like you do it so fucking well that you just name everything that we're seeing all the time. And that is so infuriating. These girls with these water jugs the size of their heads walking around. I have one. People think it's a weapon. People think I'm carrying around an urn. I don't know why I'm doing it. I don't drink that much water. 
Um, but- it's a look. It, it's become a whole community thing. Like, yeah, I mean, I to me that's like now I see you know everyone sends me like the big water jug memes and yeah. Every time someone sees one, I get sent like a picture of one. It's just like it's it's funny just to watch someone like I'm a basic person, so like I get it. Like I like things like that. I like a pumpkin spice. I like a me too. It's you know, basic because com- it's good. Yeah, because it's good and comfortable. So yes. like I, but it is funny when I do that joke. Like you just see like somebody's like there's a there's a water bottle person and a non water bottle person. They're just like hitting each other. You know, like they're like, that's you. He's talking about you, you fucking right. piece of shit. You right. know, like it's like they've been made fun of in their house. I mean, like sometimes the problem I have with like being broad and like talking about this stuff is like I'll get sent like the joke I did a year ago to me, like, oh, oh they're talking about it. I'm like, yeah, that's why I was talking about it a year ago. Right. And then, you know, you get put in this vision where you're like, kind of feel like shit. You're like, fuck, now me and this TikToker who has a billion. You know, hits. <laughs> I, I mean, that's like, I feel like that's an issue with stand up everywhere. It's just like, you, especially right. like tweets where they're like, you say this joke. It's like, right. well, I don't know who's saying that, you know. Um, <laughs> you talk about X in your special, and yeah. I, lo- I love the idea of an ick um, mm. because it's so, and, and how men don't have them. Is that what you're. No X for men. It is not a male thing. Um, just, I. It started because a friend of mine said she like went on a date and the guy wore khakis and she was like I couldn't fuck him. Yeah. And she was like that's the ick. Like guy does one thing you never want to fuck him ever. And yeah. I was like that's not something I understand. <laughs> and right. so then that turned into like me doing this bit on the road and then in the middle of the bit I go does anyone have an ick? And they would throw them And out. you'd see women's eyes light up. They'd be like, and they all had like, the more specific, the better. Like, and what you come to realize is like, all these icks are someone's husband. Like one woman's ick is another woman's husband. Like it was like <laughs> very apparent right away that you're like, okay, the idea that like, you know, because every show there'd be like one woman would be like, he wears flip flops or jeans. And you hear half the room like, ah! and then there would be one woman rubbing the leg of a guy with flip flops and jeans on. Like, it looks good on you, Robert. You yeah. know, like, and that was the fun part about it. You know, like, I, I love hearing women's icks because I, you know, they're undeniable. Right. I get it. You And I think what happens is, like, again, this goes back to the clock thing that we talked about in the beginning. Like, you say a 37-year-old guy, like, you know, oh, is he living in, you know, oh, things are pretty good for him. I think 37-year-old men don't go on dates with someone that they're, like, not sure about. Mm. I think that's a major difference. Like, I think the idea that, like, I, I wouldn't go on a date with someone I wasn't attracted to. Right. And whereas a lot of the people that write into my podcast, they'll be like, oh, I went on seven dates with this guy, and I'm not sure if I'm attracted. I'm like, that is just not relatable. Women do that's that, I th- though. I don't even know if that's an age thing. But women are like, he was nice, so I guess I'll give him five more years. Right. And you go, that's where the ick comes in, because it's, the ick is the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. It's I'm trying here. And then it's like I talk about in the special, just like the idea of like, I, I, you know, you get set up with someone on a group project and you're like and then they do they forget a pen. You're like, I knew this was going to happen. Right. You you're, you I didn't want to be set up with you in the first place. So it's like it's you know, it's never like. 
you know, a lot of married women will be like, well, I got the egg for my husband. I'm like, no, that's just sad. You just, uh, he's still fucking you. You know, like he wins. Yeah. You know, like, but still I think get- men are better at saying, because men don't go on a date with a woman and say, I don't really like her, but I'm going to, I'm going to see her a few more times. Well, that's the beauty of, you know, the society we live in for me. Yeah. My friends, you know, if I tell them I didn't want to go on the date, they don't look at me as like, well, we can't set you up anymore. Women do that to each other a lot. They'll be like, you know, you you can't like say no to someone because they'll go, well, you can't complain anymore. Right. And you're like, well, yeah, you can. You can complain about whatever you want. Like you're allowed to not want to date someone. Like I think like societally, this is like the the issue. Like if you go to the brunch table and go, I didn't really want to date that guy. Well, now, but also I still want a guy. They go, well, we tried. You know, know, and you didn't try hard enough. And it's like, well, no, I, I don't get wet to that guy. I, I know. Sorry. Me, women, like, we're not trusting ourselves. And we also, this is when men want to leave a relationship, they go, it's not working for me. She doesn't fuck me. I'm out of here. Whatever it is. Mm. When a woman wants to leave a relationship, she accumulates enough evidence as to say why, why it's not working. She needs right. evidence for why it's broken. Whereas a man is just like, I know this isn't, I know this one thing isn't right. I'm out of here. And it's not fair on the woman because, you know, you, the reason they're looking for like all this evidence is so that everyone goes, oh, okay, you're allowed to be alone now. <laughs> it's like, how right. about right. this didn't serve me? It, it reminds me of like, um, like the, the study of how when men and women apply to a job, a man will see a job application. He'll hit 60% of the skills and he'll apply. A woman will look at a job application. She's missing one skill. She won't apply. Mm. And it's just mm. like you can't. We are counting out our own voice constantly. We're looking mm. for other. We're looking for the people around us to decide what to do about us. I mean, it's the whole. It's proposal culture. It's the idea that we're sitting around and the man gets to say, "I choose you," and finally we're picked. Right. You know. So. Right. I. You know. And there's ways. Again, I'm not like a, a person that's like. I'm I'm not like a person that doesn't believe in old school things coexisting with yes. a new school attitude. Yeah. Like I think a lot of times it, it turns into like it's okay to set a standard and yeah. let someone know what your standard is and go, This is where I live. Right. I live at this spot. Yes. You can join me or not. Like so many people like like to relate this to something like a little bit smaller than like you know, a breakup, you go a first date. So many women are on dating apps and they're going, I don't want to have to ask a guy. And that's an old school thing. Yeah. I understand that. They want to be, again, the proposal culture. They want to get courted. I get it. I get that too. And and I think saying to someone, hey, you know, if you're in a conversation on an app and you're like, what? Uh, I'm done talking to them. I'm ready to go on the date. Yeah. Hey, would love to get drinks. Make a plan and I'm in. Yes. Like, there's a powerful way to go, I've given you an on-off switch. Make a plan I'm in means you make the plan, I am in. I've given you a yes. Right. But only with a plan. Right, right. So, like, how do we new school an old school thing? Exactly. You You want them to drive the car, hand over the fucking wheel, but maybe just (laughs) 
put it in their face a little bit more. I agree because I, I have, I feel kind of like similarly. For some reason, I'm like the most sexist lesbian ever. I'm like the boy lesbian <laughs> where I'm like, I want to court the women. They're not paying for anything. Like I, I want to fulfill that. Sometimes I'm drawn to that, and I think that that like polarity does add to relationship. It adds to the charge. It's fun, and then you get in the relationship, and you're like, fuck, I don't want to pay for everything. Right. And the right. men get money, fucked. Like a lot of money. Exactly. <laughs> My sister, um, she has a list that she shares with her friends um, okay. on her iPhone of all the icks they have from dates. Mm-hmm. This list, I don't know how long she's been making this list. It's terribly long. And <laughs> I wanted to, I thought it would be perfect to go through the list with you on the air. Let's do it. These are things that my sister, who is a 25-year-old nurse living in Manhattan with all mm-hmm. of her friends who got graduated other state schools, they have had these experiences on dates, and they then were disgusted by the man and didn't want to go out with him again. I'm sure they went out with him 10 more times. Okay. Okay. Is she single now? She's single now. Okay. So she's out there. This list this list having woman is out there in these streets. This li- yes. This, this is a list. Okay. I think five women share this list. And okay, they update so it's a this, shared folder. This, this is like a... Okay, it's a it. shared folder. And I said, I'm having Jared on the show. Can mm-hmm. you share that list with me? I want to shine a light on this this group. I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of women are using this list. Okay. I get it. So the number one thing on the list, and I don't agree with all these, but this is the first one on the list. If he's hangry or tired. Yeah, I... I... <laughs> <laughs> Just being physically tired. Just, just, yeah. I listen, I get it. Like again. Do you? I, I get that one because like I can understand where a guy is not fuckable when he's like, oh, I'm just so tired. Like what a like a sad sack. Like how are you on a first date with someone, second date with someone? You're not getting up for this date. The first thing you roll out with is I'm, I'm just so tired and hangry. It's just not like a Right. Very fun position to start a date on. Yes, I right. We're not wake up, wake up. Right, wake up. You're here. You made a plan. Hopefully, let's get going. Yes. Okay. He's a lightweight. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny. You're like, I'm the most. Uh, what did you say? The the what, most sexist lesbian ever. Sexist lesbian. The you know the ick is a little bit, and again, I, I feminizing I, it's, men. It, it's what? And we're like feminizing men and we have a problem with it. Right. It, 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 you're like a little beta. Yeah. You know? And I hate the alpha beta stuff. It always goes into like, you know, some Elon Musk bro. But like a lot of this is like a woman wanting a man to like step up. Mm. And when you That's go right. on a date and you go, I don't, you know, and to make it, uh, to to talk about it in a more real world way that's not hateful. It's like a a step up moment. Like, come on. You came to the date, step up. Yes. You know, make the plan. You know, don't tell me, I don't know where I want to go. No, put put your hand on the wheel. You yes. know, just like. I didn't think about it like that. You're right, though, that these are, now that I'm reading this, you're right. Baby voice. Uh, obviously. Um, stubbed his toe and was dramatic about the pain. Right. Like, like I can understand that that's not a fuckable look. Like, and again, when you're put in a position of like, go on the date, see what he's like. Come on. He checks a lot of boxes. All you want is for him to stub his toe and go, I didn't even feel it. Right. Go, Whoa. I can't even feel that fucking foot. Mr. Deeds in it. 
Right. He just doesn't care. And you want to be surprised. Whoa, this guy that I wasn't even – again, it's a very – the ick happens not on the date you're excited about. On the date that you're like, ah, we'll see. And then when they stub their toe and they go, owie, you go, oh, why would I, – I knew I didn't want to go out with you. Right. I think the guy who stubs his toe and goes, owie, on the date you were excited about doesn't ick you out. I think that's true as well. I mean, not to be the guy who's blaming women, but like a lot of this. No, let's is blame like women. If, well, <laughs> I, well, you're you're on a date you you half wanted to be on. Yeah, that you're on because society pushed you into it. Yep. And now you're blaming the guy because he stubbed his toe and he's he's tired. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, it wasn't a good look for him, but also it would have been a good look for someone you were excited about. Yes, nailed it. I totally agree. Let me see if there's another good one I want to read off of here. These are there's I love these, by the way. You love these them? are great. Underwear with holes in them. Obviously that's disgusting. Well, I mean Is that a common thing? Men have underwear with holes in them? Yeah, I think m- most people have an end of the rotation underwear. Yeah. Women? Like, no, I don't have women no? with holes in the underwear. I don't ever sleep with a woman with holes in her underwear. I mean, I'm I'm not saying I want holes in my underwear, but I I've had underwear where it's like, I got to get rid of them. Yeah. And then you're like, but I'm not like going to the store. Like I, 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 I think most people have underwear they deal with. Like they're not the most comfortable. (laughs) Oh, women have period underwear. Okay. Sure. So, but you're probably never exposed to that. We would keep that far out of your sight. I mean, if, if I saw it, I would go, okay, good to know. I, I, you know. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, Okay. Claims to be really into music and actually just likes techno. <laughs> That's very specific. That's really specific. Right. Oh. Well, these are 25-year-old women, so they're dealing. They're still dealing with club dude. Right. You know, Cl- you can tell the age. The age is drenched on this. Like, I would, the idea that I would, like, oh, I love music, and then a friend of mine would be like, oh, techno. I'm like, what? What, what are like, you talking about? Yeah, this is a. They're still dealing with people doing Adderall and going to a club and getting bottle service. Yes, this is actually this is another beta one that I think is quite funny. Not holding on to anything on the subway and then falling. Right, you, you took a chance and you fucked it up. Like yeah. you thought you were above holding something on the subway, and guess what? Right, you are not. Right, it's it's all about these men being. Weak. It's the women want to feel safe around these guys. And, you know, I, there's just, I don't think we're going to rid our culture and our DNA of wanting men to be strong, protective, and women to just, you know, not. Right. And I think also it comes down to what makes guys strong. That's what changes. Right. You know, like, I think that's where it gets, you know, like, you know, someone can be strong and not in, in, in a 2023 type of way. Yeah. What does that look which like? Which is, um, I think, you know, the idea of like not holding on in the subway, like holding on in the subway going, yeah, hold on. It's going to be rocky. That could be seen. Like, I think like that's like a difference between like the guy being like, I don't hold on. Like, like the guy being like, I don't hold on to anything. Right? <laughs> it's like, and then he falls over. You're like, yeah, you're an idiot. Right. Like, that's like, you know, you, you thought you were alpha and you were just like everyone else and you were stupid and you should have held on. The... Ability to know that you're not above the subway rocking. It's right. like a, an attractive quality that isn't so steeped in, you know, 1950s, you yes. know, leave it to beaverisms. Strong 2023 
you know, men in 2023, you can go to Barbie. Go see Barbie with your girlfriend. Well, that, that again, that's like another thing where you go, yeah, I wanted to go see Barbie. That, it looked like a cool movie. It looked awesome. Right. That is like, you know, I guess in another time, someone would be like, you want to see Barbie? Like, I don't know. I wouldn't look at it that way. Yeah. I'd be like, you know, like in 2023, I'm like, again, I, it, it, me, myself, no matter what the year, I'd be like, yeah, it's a Greta Gerwig movie. It looks awesome. I yeah. want to see it. It's got a, like a view on society today. Yeah, I'm going to go see Barbie. And the, and the idea of someone going, you want to see Barbie? I'm like, yeah, you loser. It's a movie. Go. Right. It looks entertaining. Right. Um, how excited are you for The Golden Bachelor? Very excited. Uh, I'm excited because people seem to be like buzzing about it. It yeah. seems like everyone's like coming back. It feels like, you know, we're getting the gang back together. It feels like it's going to be a bigger thing than the last few seasons of The Bachelor has been. And that's when I like, I like when the show is in the national conversation. Yeah. Um, right now I'm going through all the contestants and like, I'm putting together my previews of them. Yeah. The women, they're going to be fun and funny and wild and crazy. Yes. Like this idea that these older women aren't going to be like at each other's throats and aren't going to be like catty and aren't going to be, you know, there for the wrong reasons is, is crazy to me. Like, I don't know why everyone thinks it's going to be the cute old grandma going, no, you first, no, you first. No, 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 no. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun for the reasons we love The Bachelor. Just with elders, which I know. is great. I'm so, anytime I see an old person on television, I find them, old people are so endearing. And when they're like, when they're, they're just so telegenic. Like I just could watch old yeah. people do shit all the time. Like Joe Firestone's special when she's teaching old people comedy. The idea that mm -hmm. I get to see like 70 year old women date, I'm just thrilled about it. And of course the bachelor is like stunning for, you know, like a seven year old guy. Well, they're all stunning. I mean, if you go look at the previews of the contestants, like, I, I mean, they are all like, they're all fuckable. You know, like, like. Could you, you imagine know, their the, fantasy suites, though? There's going to be a lot. Got to be of, disgusting. Like, I, I, no, I'm, I'm so happy. I, I, I think it's going to be great. I. That's the thing. They all talk like you know they're in their seventies or sixties, and they talk like I'm here to show the world that a sixty-five-year-old woman can do things these days. And right. you're like, yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, my mom's that age. They're, you're all fine. You're all annoying. You're, <laughs> you're all doing fine. <laughs> Exactly. You all look great. This is not the same as the Golden Girls. I they it is an interesting thing. Like what we talked about before, the age thing. Yeah. The way women like down themselves for being a certain age, and you yeah. go, No, you're all look like you're from the Dove Body Campaign. You all look great. You're the like, same age as Ellen. No one is saying you guys are a hundred. Yeah, exactly. Jennifer Aniston's like sixty five. Um, Jared, thank you so much for doing the show. I always love talking to you. I really appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. <laughs>